Yeah, y'all know what time it is. It's me, D. I'm at the Batcave. I got Jacoby with me. We've been working hard on this Black History Month podcast. Uh, I know I promised y'all for a while, but we finally got it together. And uh, it's going to be the top 10 most influential black people of all time. Most influential. So, yeah, this should be interesting. All right, you guys. I know it's been a long time coming. We finally doing this uh, Black History Month podcast. I got Kobe here. Um, we're gonna do ten to one, and, si- and since Jacoby Delon is the guest, we're gonna let him start off with number ten. Okay. So you know, you know, hear me out. I will say, Beyonce knows. Beyonce, Beyonce, Giselle. Beyonce. Yeah. She's had a, a just a massive influence on a lot of different people, but especially I would say like black women in the past couple of decades. She's really like defined, you know, a lot of their like, you know, their passion and their um self worth. I think a lot of black women go to be, you know, they turn on Beyonce or any type of mood with that I feel like. And she's done a lot inside the music business, outside the music business. I just think she 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 deserved a spot on my list. Yeah, she definitely did. Did done big things, and I'm just glad you picked her and not Jay Z. <laughs> I, I got some some thoughts on him as well, but uh, yeah, Beyonce, Beehive, yeah, she's she definitely deserves to be on the list. She didn't make my list, but I can't <laughs> I can't I can't argue with that choice. That you know that 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 makes sense to me. My number ten is James Brown. Mm. Now, I don't know how many of my people Jacoby going to know because, you know, I'm old, he's <laughs> young. Know James. But uh, James Brown, you know, beyond the fact that he was my mom's favorite, she loved James Brown. Him making the song I'm Black and I'm Proud just kind of changed things mm. for a lot of people, for, mm. for a lot of black folks. My mom in particular, she, she really was a big fan of that. It gave her um, confidence. And it, it it just kind of taught her to love herself, and I, you know, anytime you you doing that, you teaching teaching mm-hmm. black folks, any folks, to love themselves, that's that's a pretty big thing. Yes. And during the, you know, after when Martin Luther King got assassinated, it was a lot of you know a lot of people was uh, scared and and nervous that they, they didn't want artists to do their shows, do their concerts. People were rioting, and you know James Brown had a, a concert the same night that Martin Luther King got killed, and it actually he actually you know people wanted him to cancel it. He said no. He felt it was important for the for folks to come out and see him for him to kind of keep the peace, which he did do. You know people people enjoyed the show. Wasn't no violence. Wasn't no drama. Uh, just his his influence to the day he died yeah. was big. People still was talking about James Brown, you know, throughout his career. So yeah, he'd definitely be my number ten. So who's your number nine, Mr. Jacoby? My number nine. My number nine is the one and only Michael Jordan. I put Michael Jordan as my number nine, just because I I think of Michael as like a black sports ambassador almost like I feel like Michael has given not only like black young men doing basketball but just for black people in sports period he's like made a big like splash in the pool especially in basketball for his sport but I think in every sport you know everybody you know people wear Jordans every day they do they They shoot they they want to be like Michael a lot of people want to be like Michael so I I think he's had a big influence in not only the black community but the world I guess I mean I I hear that I I can't you know He's very influential. I just don't know what he's ever used his influence to you do, <laughs> or to change, or to true, help, true. or to. But yeah, I'll be uh, our, our century. Yeah, he's probably top ten as far as influencing. You know, God, everybody yeah. want to play basketball. Everybody grabbing his shoes. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a fan. I just yeah, I would yeah, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, his influence is not necessarily directed towards like 
the movement of the black community. Right. But I would say he he is influential nonetheless. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't deny that. I can't deny that. So he will be your number nine. Yeah. So my number nine is uh, Muhammad Ali. Oh, I was thinking about him. Too. I had okay. to pick Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he was born Cassius Clay. He turned. Mm-hmm. He changed his name when he joined the when he became a Muslim. Mm-hmm. Um, he was stripped of his titles when he was draft when he was uh, drafted and didn't want to report to the army. He, uh, his his number one saying was the Viet Cong never did nothing to him, so why he why should he do something yeah, to them? Yeah. He was a, he was a um, he was just almost a polarizing uh, person, you know. It was, I'm sure there's a lot of people who didn't like his stance, but I, I know there's a lot of people who respected it, who, who respected a man, you know, willing to give up everything to yeah. to stand on his beliefs. Definitely. So I mean that in itself. Yeah, he, he definitely need to be on this list. Yeah. So Muhammad Ali would be my number nine. Okay, okay. I can't be bad at that one. My number eight would be... Why'd you say Drake, y'all? Uh, why'd you say Drake? No, Drake is nowhere near her. You, <laughs> I mean, you was in the right realm. My number eight is Tupac Shakur. Oh, wow. That's, Tupac. That's, that's, that's my number eight. And y'all got to remember, this dude wasn't even alive when Tupac was Look, around. But, but that speaks to the influence that even to this day, Tupac is still on everybody's mind. Oh, like, he's highly relevant. You can't have a conversation about rap without mentioning Tupac's name. And he just what he did, like, influencing like the black community with his rap like his rap was like a racial movement in itself speaking of the struggles and the hardships and trying to empower black people so i would tupac definitely had to make my list yeah i can't i can't argue against Pac. i can't the the son of a black panther i I can't argue against Pac. besides his lyrical his his rap (laughs) his rap uh prominence he yeah he you know and he was so young I don't think people realize how that young too. the guy was to be, you know, uh, calling for some of the things he was calling for mm-hmm. speaking on injustice speaking on police brutality speaking on our economic situations yeah he was oh. he was he was actually far far ahead of his time far. so I yeah I can't I can't I can't not Pac being on your list he didn't make mines he would be an honorable <laughs> mention he was really close he was really he was like on the outskirts he was I mean I, I love Pac I love everything he stood for I just think he he, he was he was taken too soon he, he was, didn't get yeah. to really show he made everything. a splash he could have made a title yeah with. He, exactly he made a splash he could, yeah exactly exactly <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I can't, I mean, yeah, he definitely deserved to be on your list. I can't argue that. I can't argue that. My number eight would be, my number eight is, mm, who is my number eight? (laughs) My number eight is Marcus Garvey. Oh, that's a Yeah, Marcus Garvey. Um... He was the prominent in the early 1900s, created an organization contrary to the NAACP. Mm-hmm. He promoted black pride and education and mean. actually called for all of us to go back to Africa. Yeah, you know, white folks always cool. said, go back to Africa. But this was a black man. He was with it. Said, yeah, go he back to Africa. It. You know, and even after he, even after he died... It, you know his his philosophies, his beliefs have yeah. still been adopted. People mm-hmm. still talk about him to this day. He was probably like the precursor to people like Malcolm X yes, and definitely. Uh, you know Tupac Shakur, mm-hmm. as Jacoby just said. <laughs> you know people who were just kind of more pro-black, kind of yeah. like you know do for ourselves. Like who care about who care about you know being with the white people? Why do we want that? We want to be to ourselves. Yeah, but we could be our we could we could, we could do our own. We could make our own. We could be great in ourselves. Which we, we probably could them. use right now. We could still yeah. use that message right now. I but. think they don't teach about Marcus Garvey enough in the school. Not enough kids know who Marcus Garvey is. It, it, I mean, it may be a reason for that's that. That's the that's the and they got a reason for it. Yeah, you right. It may be a they reason do for it that. on purpose. Yeah. But I will get into that later. Conspiracy. <laughs> Conspiracy. All right, so yeah, Marcus Garvey, that's my number eight. 
Who's your number seven, young My man? number seven was Frederick Douglass. Oh, good choice. Yeah, you know, Frederick Douglass, I feel like, I don't know how to even explain Frederick Douglass because he did everything. He like, did? an escaped slave who was, he was like one of the first, like, actual, like, African Americans to really, like, in public start speaking out yeah. against slavery. Yeah. And he was so intellectual and people he did was. not understand, especially back then where it's like the white people are thinking, you know, Black people are slaves because they're dumb and they can't be nothing more. But Frederick Douglass kind of put, you know, yeah, he like, killed what that you, stigma. He killed it real yeah, quick. Like, stigma. what are you talking about? <clears throat> he killed that stigma and and was respected by many of yes. president and mm-hmm. officials. And I don't think people really know that. Like he was, he was, you know, people would call people him understood. to do speeches. Yeah, and, you know, when they was, you know, uh, you know, pushing for. Ending slavery, they would say, "Hey, you know, Frederick, won't you come say a few words? Yeah, he was a you, speaker. Yep. Won't you come, you know, shed some light on how terrible it is?" So, I mean, not only was he reaching black folks, he was reaching white folks. Mm-hmm. He was he, he was one of the people out to change the world. Exactly. So, I I'm definitely with Frederick Douglass. He is on my list. He's just a, a little higher up a than you got. Yeah. But he yeah, he's definitely on my list though. Definitely, my number seven would have to be Nelson Mandela. Oh, Nelson yeah. Mandela. Yeah. You know, this man fought for the rights of his African countrymen. You know, he was jailed for that. He was given a, a life sentence. Yes. Um, got out of jail. You know, didn't have no ill will towards his captors. I don't know anyone who, <laughs> who you know, can say that. I mean, people keep you locked up for 25 years and you're yeah. praying for them. Oh. You know, that's just that the power in that, that, you know, just hearing him speak has changed my life. I can imagine how it's changed many people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was, he might even be a little underrated, you know, all the I things think so. he did, all yeah. the, you know, the, the struggle. Talk about, you know, dying for what you believe or, or you know, being prosecuted for what you believe. He literally was. Martyr, so he was, yeah. Literally, you know, a martyr. So I don't think, you know, I don't think we're gonna see. Hopefully, we do, but I don't think we're gonna see many people like, like Nelson again. Mm-hmm. Myself. But who you got for number seven, young man? Number six. Oh yeah, number six. <laughs> My bad. Number My six. number six would be Rosa Parks. Mm. I put Rosa, even though I feel like. Rosa probably has not done like as much as everybody else on my list. Yeah, man, she sat down on the bus, man. She sat down. She get number six. She sat down on the bus. You're right. She she sat down on the bus. But think about (laughs) she only sat down on a bus. And this is like we said earlier. This is one of the things that we're teaching our kids in elementary school. Rosa Parks. She only sat down on the bus. But I mean, it has gotten to the point where it's like this lady sitting down on the bus. Is being taught to kids nationwide. I mean, so I yeah. mean, I think that that speaks to the influence, even though she didn't do a lot to actually get that amount of clout. I would say, like she, she didn't really do nothing for the yeah. clout. But sit that's down why on she the didn't bus. make my list because she just sat down. But yeah. I get it. Exactly. I get it. I get and what especially, from. and then later on, it ruins your dreams because you learn later on when you get older that it was actually part of a plan, and she didn't just do that on her own self, which makes it even worse. Oh, but. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but because didn't she know, work for the? She worked, She was working with the. Event, originally, it was supposed to be a different girl, but that girl was pregnant, oh. so they didn't want to put that message out there. So they picked Rosa, who was you know this nice, this older. Oh lady, wow! You know, okay. And they put her down on the bus instead. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think that kind of that you know waters down the message a little bit. That's why they don't teach kids that right away. <laughs> but. <laughs> But I think, you know, I think she's still, even though, all that being said, she still has had a lot of influence. A lot of yeah, influence. Yeah, like, I mean, every Black History Month, somebody bring up Rosa. Even though she do. might not need to be they in the do. conversation, she is in the conversation nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's became a superstar in the movement. She's became <laughs> a, a superstar. superstar. I, I mean, yeah, I could put her on the list, but uh, fair enough. I <laughs> yeah, can't. yeah, that's a, you, you know, know, I can't, I can't argue against it. Her, what she did, did make a difference. So mm-hmm. I, I can't, I can't argue against that. And I'm not mad that you didn't put her on the list. <laughs> <laughs> My number six would have to be the honorable uh, Louis Farrakhan. That's my number six. Louis Farrakhan. Yeah, Louis Farrakhan. I don't, you know, I don't think he get a lot of a lot of publicity 
for ample reason. He's you know he's been a little controversial, but you know this man took over the nation of Islam, the the movement. You know as when it was kind of in decline. You know he kind of brought it back up. He made it more relevant. You know, people started paying attention again. We, mm-hmm. we got the people on the block selling the bean pies and the, you know, and their tuxedos and stuff. You know, it became a, a you know, a, he kind of charged up the yeah. movement. And when he did the Million Man March, which you know, once again, my man Kobe wasn't around for, but <laughs> the Million Man, I heard of the Million Man, the Million Man March was historical. I mean, to get all these, all these black men, all these black people in one place at the same time. No drama, no violence, no, you know, it went off without a hitch. Mm-hmm. I mean, so just to be able to do that was insane to me, you know. So, yeah, I, I got him as my number six. Yeah, 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 that's a good one. So now you are number, you are number five or number yeah, six? I'm you are number, number five. five. Damn, we just moving right through it, America. <laughs> my number five, my number five. Uh, I mean, I got it's it's kind of a double, but not really. My number five are Barack and Michelle Obama. The Obamas. Yeah, five. see, that's why. Yeah, that's why I, I I like them both. I love them both. Yeah, I don't know if I, really I, do. I mean that was myself. I probably would have went with Michelle. I was thinking Michelle, but I mean, I feel Barack, like a lot of people love Barack and a lot of people do. love Michelle. They do. Both. They're they just do. a loved couple. It's, it, it, yeah, they got the whole black and they love both thing have equally. On. I feel like done a lot of stuff. You know, even Michelle, even though she wasn't the president, she still did did a lot. She has a lot. She has. She might have made more moves out of office than what Barack was making inside the yeah, office. Yeah, she got people. People want her to run for president right exactly. now. Exactly. People, people love Michelle. I'm a big Michelle fan. A lot I love. Of I like Barack, but I'm a, I'm a Look, big. We Michelle like Barack, fan. but we love Michelle. Yeah. So, I, you know. Th- I just I couldn't put Barack on there other than <laughs> the fact that he became president and yeah. we were all very happy for that. And I personally I shed tears. I was I thought it was a beautiful thing, but as far as <laughs> I was too young. <laughs> changing changing our lives yeah. per se. Eh, you know. Mm-hmm. But him being him is is, you know, is an accomplishment in itself. Just him. Like- Rosa sat on the bus. Yeah, it, it, it was a, it was a big it was a big step. I give her a little more than Rosa, but it was a big it was a big it was it a was. big step. It I was think a big. It, thing. it just it let people know like we can actually do this. You know, we can actually change the world. You know. Yeah. We can do it. We can take over those super huge positions that we've been wanting to do for a minute. That's that might be an understatement there, Jacoby Cole. That might be an understatement. My number. I mean. Yeah, that was your number five. So mm-hmm. my number five is Jesse Jackson. Jesse Jackson. Once again. Jesse Jackson. Yeah, once again. Ugh. Before Barack, before, you know, other folks of color was trying to become president, Jesse Jackson ran for for for, for uh, president, actually, and mm-hmm. damn near was going to get the Democratic nomination. Mm-hmm. He, was this, he was this close, I'm telling you. You know what I mean? And... and in my lifetime, you know, if it was injustice, if 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 you felt your rights were being trampled upon, who did you call? You called Jesse Jackson. Jesse Jackson came to your rescue. <laughs> Jesse Jackson led protests. Jesse Jackson, mm-hmm. you know, was having people strike. Jesse Jackson was the one in in my lifetime that was that was that was out there, you know, trying to change people's lives, trying to make people, trying to make the the country more equal. So. And and he definitely doesn't get the get the his Youth just desserts. Yeah, I mean y'all y'all should Google, read books, check him out. This dude was doing big things. He was doing big things. I'm telling you, he was a hair away from being the Democratic. <laughs> Democratic uh, you know, we we thought it was big when Obama won. This dude was inches away. I'm telling you, he he you know he damn near he damn near got there. So yeah, he was definitely definitely a number five. So this is the time, Kobe, when we do, you know, we start to name some of our honorable mentions, honorable the people mentions. who didn't make it. Okay, okay. My first honorable mention was Maya Angelou. Maya oh, Angelou. Oh, man, yeah. The poet, yeah. 
the writer. She's had a lot of influence. I think kids actually do know about Maya Angelou. If you want to be a writer, a lot of writers get inspiration from Maya Angelou. Yeah, one of the greatest ever, mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. Hands down. Yep, still I rise. <laughs> Hands down. She, and, and, and had love for the youth. Yes. She, you know, she, you know, I don't know if how many of y'all seen Poet Justice, <laughs> but she's in that movie, you know, spitting knowledge, telling us black folks how to better ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this, she was an icon, you yeah. know, point blank, an icon. So yeah, she, she certainly could have been on this list. Nobody would have, nobody would have been mad at that. Uh, Kobe already mentioned Tupac. Tupac would have been one of my honorable mentions. You know, numerous reasons. Mm-hmm. People know him. Uh, what were some of my other honorable I had Nelson Mandela as one of my honorable <laughs> And Muhammad Ali, actually. Yeah, yeah. Those are those those are those are great ones. And okay. I, I think Jackie Robinson. Jackie oh Robinson. yeah, Jackie Robinson. Wow. Yeah, yeah dang. That's ooh. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Jackie Robinson's a good Jackie one. Jackie up there. He almost made it. He almost made it. Not quite, but almost. <laughs> yeah, he definitely, he definitely changed baseball and changed the world. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you got to love Jackie. So, uh, right now, we're going to take a quick little break. We're going to come back with the top five. All right, we back. We just breezing right on through the countdown. So, now we at number four. And, uh, you know... Now we now we get into the, the nitty gritty as I like to say. <laughs> and my number four would have to be Oprah Winfrey. Oprah. Oprah Winfrey. I thought about Oprah, but then I didn't matter. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I get it. I get it. And and I didn't want to personally, I'm probably. You but I had to though because the lady, the lady is she did her thing. Right. She's doing her thing still. Right. Right. Anything she, you know, people listen. People want to know what she thinks. People want to, I mean, that's the, the, the name of our list, right? Most influential. People care. People, she's buzzing. You know what I mean? People, some people talk about her running for president. So, oh, president. Oh, yeah. People, just, so a lot of people out there want to see an Oprah president. I'd say Will Smith first, personally. But, you I, know, don't, gonna, I don't know if I want to see my celebrities become president, but <laughs> you already have though. Donald Trump was technically a he celebrity. wasn't my celebrity. Fair enough. Fair Just enough. like he's not my president. Fair, but he fair was somebody. Yeah, but that's a whole other. We ain't. <laughs> he was a, somebody. That's celebrity. a whole other podcast, <laughs> Mister Devine. We gonna keep that. We gonna keep that moving. We gonna keep that moving. So, what's your number four? My number four is Mrs. Harriet Tubman. Okay. Because Harriet Tubman is Harriet Tubman. Like, yeah. She, she earned she's one of those spot. people where you, you can't get through a conversation about slavery without really talking about Harriet Tubman. Yeah. The Underground Railroad, all the things she did. She kept consistently going back to help other people. She wasn't, you know, a lot of people would have been like, okay, well, I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. She I'm out. She literally changed people's yeah, lives. Yeah, she literally. literally was changing people's lives yeah. constantly, I consistently. I, I, I can't mean, keep her, I can't keep her off the list. She definitely was influential in the life she lived. It. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the first movie to be made about it. The life she lived was, was you know. Adventurous. Right. And uh, aspi- inspiring and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't. I can't knock her. I can't knock her. My my number three would have to be Malcolm X. Mm. I gotta say Malcolm. I gotta say, you know, when we talk about somebody redeeming their life, first off, you know, starting out one way and ending up another way, you know, that's that's inspiring for all of us. You know, we don't have to be in the same rut or the same you know what we are today we don't have to be tomorrow and you know this guy went from like a petty thief uh you know a con man to become one of the leaders of the nation of islam you know exactly exactly so you know he was definitely pushing the agenda so who knows where we would be without him yeah without him or if he would have been able to still be here, you know. That too. What he could, what he could have done, what he could have, you know. Yep, yep, yep. People still following. A lot. 
His his thoughts, his beliefs, his philosophies. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. And check out that movie if you get a chance. It's, it's a hell of a movie, too. Michael <laughs> Mac. Um, my number three would be W.E.B. Du Bois. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I, I, like, I, like, I like him a lot, actually. I, he's one of my favorites to learn about. I read a few books on him. You know, first African-American to ever get a Ph.D., you know, one of the founders of the NAACP. Like, mm. he's just countless things. He was another one of those intellects. I think he's, like, you know, in the same conversation as um, Frederick, Frederick Douglass. Douglass. Yeah, exactly. So I love him. Oh. Yeah, I can't, knock, I can't knock that. That was definitely, that was definitely a good one. Wow, yeah. Speaking of Frederick Douglass, he's actually my number two. We already went over him <laughs> and all his accolades and all the great things he did. Uh, I expound again. I mean, presidents was requesting this cat to come and talk. Mm-hmm. You know, like people talk about Obama. Like, this dude was doing it 300 <laughs> years ago. You know, like, he, you know, he was literally affecting change. Yeah. His, his, you know, and fought for it. You know, he fought for it. He was the the four the forefather of civil rights. The Martin Luther King of his day, the first Martin Luther King. Exactly. So yeah, he he would be my number two. Yep, yep. Who you got for number two? Young my man? number two actually is Malcolm X. <laughs> Malcolm X, like Malcolm X, is probably my favorite. Like when we talk about like influential black people yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like if it was up I to me, that. Malcolm would be my number one. I just I love Malcolm, and I feel like. A lot of the message. Why? Why do you love Malcolm? Though? Because he was like how we were talking about before. He wasn't like one of those people who was like, okay, well let's let's push for equality, but let's push for like you know let's we want to be on the same level. We want to be with them. Malcolm was like, you know, we can be great in ourselves. Like, yeah, yeah we want equality, but we don't got to be with these people for the equality. Right. He had the my counselor at school always says, you know, Malcolm. No, he said what she said. She says Martin had it right. They had they kind of had it right. You know, we were separate. The only problem was we wasn't equal. Because that's, Malcolm was preaching, you know, we yeah. can, why do we want to move into their schools? Why do we want to move into their businesses when we can start our own schools? Yeah, we, we can, can do start it our ourselves. own businesses. We can have our own president. We don't, we don't need them. We don't need to be part of what they're doing. We just need them to stop treating us how they're treating us. Right. We can do even, our own stuff. Even more, even more than just we can do it ourselves. He's like, hey, if they swing on you, swing on them right. back. And I think, yeah, and that's why I think a lot of his message, and the way that's why they do it in school, because they know that that message, if that gets to too many black, you know, black people, like, mm, that's not the message. That's why they portray him as this violent person. Yeah. Malcolm was not a violent person. Not once did he ever preach violence. Malcolm just said, if you hit me, I'm hitting you back. Exactly. Defend yourself. That's self-defense, right? Self-defense, you know. We not, don't let them spit on you. Don't let them kick you, hit you, do whatever they want to do to you. No, because we're worth more than that. Right. We, worth, we know that we're worth more than that. We need to act like it. They want to treat you like a fourth of a person, but you, you're you not that. You three-fifths right? of a person is or what whatever they were saying. It was, yeah, you're I know three-fifths it's of like a that. person. Three-fifths of a person. And we don't want to be treated like that, but we still letting them treat us like that while we trying to fight for more. Person. Y'all that's hear what <laughs> this young man just said? Three-fifths of a person. And that's real. That's true. I think about it, that constantly you know. on a daily basis, how we was three-fifths of a person. That still don't make sense to me. but I know, right? <laughs> three-fifths of a person. Three-fifths of a person. But yeah, I like Malcolm. Malcolm wasn't with it. Malcolm wasn't with any of it. That's why I like. I love Malcolm. He would be my number one if I had the choice. But he's my number two for this list. Oh, so your number one must be a heavy hitter, which <laughs> I think it is. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take a wild guess, America, and say we pro- we must have the same. Everybody in one. the world will have the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 gotta be the dude. Uh, where was he from? He wasn't. It was it Atlanta, Alabama, whichever Houston. whichever one. Alabama. Martin right? Luther King. Yeah. I can't remember course. his birthplace Dr. off the King top of my Jr. off of my head, but yeah, Martin Luther King Jr. would definitely be number one. Numerous reasons. Definitely. I'm guessing that's what Kobe gonna say. Yeah, but. it had to. You know. You know, I'm Team Malcolm, but if we talk about influence <laughs> in general, influence right. in general, Malcolm. I mean, not Malcolm. Look, see, look, Martin. I want it to be Malcolm. Influence in general is Martin. 
Martin. That's who. That's what they teach the kids today. That's what they're gonna continue to teach. Was he the one with the monument at the at the day off? Because he was the one who was doing what they wanted. He the only one on the list with that. He the only one. He was doing what they wanted him to do. Mm. Sitting there. But that's wow. That's an interesting. That's an interesting take on it. That's That's an interesting take on it. That's. Look, I think at some point we got to sit down and think about why in the school systems I was teaching that Malcolm was violent because he said self-defense. And Dr. King was the hero because he said non-violence. Let them do whatever they want to do to you because it's helping push our movement. In my head, that don't make sense. But I mean, to the white people trying to teach the young black kids, that makes sense. You know, let's tell them, you know, you know, you can still affect change even though we treat you any type of way. But shoot, <laughs> that's the influence that he didn't had on the white people to teach all the black kids and all the kids he was the man to go with, okay? Yeah. And just the mere fact that the man was willing to give his life to make that some kind too. of change. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that should be applauded. He was willing to do whatever to make the change, you know? He put the people in front of himself, his family, everybody. He was doing what he had to do. That was very well said. And personally, because I, I know Kobe had uh, Rosa Parks on there, I probably would have put Coretta Scott on there instead of mm. Rosa. But that's just me. Coretta, yep. That's Coretta, just me. Coretta, Coretta did her thing. Too. That's just me. <laughs> so, uh, Look, they don't teach you about Coretta in school. I'm going they didn't outside. teach me about none of these people in school. <laughs> so, I'm, you know, the fact that Kobe know all this, it makes me feel good. I still think he's self-teaching. You know what I mean? That he didn't, you know, looked up some things, figured yeah. out some things on his own. But, a lot of it is self-teaching. But I know when I was coming up, they had none of it. You did hear a little, like we said earlier, you heard, I mean, like we meant to say earlier, you hear a little bit about Martin Luther King, a little bit about Russ Parks. That's about it. It wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't, you know, I, I, I had to pick up a lot of stuff on my own, so... Yeah. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it's better nowadays, that they're doing a little more, that they're trying to. When I start my school, they are. Okay? <laughs> we are at my school. <laughs> Be inclusive. Yes. Yes. And this young man going to an HBCU, so that, you know, please America applaud Howard that. University. Bison. I'm a bison next year. Yeah, he, he's okay. a bison, Washington, as he, he said. DC in the building. Oh, you know what I mean? I'm going to hate to see him go, good, but, good. you know, he got big, he got big. Big dreams and big thing, big things to aspire to. But uh, thank you, Jacoby Deline. You was like just like a safety belt. You saved my life. <laughs> thank you, you know what I mean? The, the, somebody dipped on me. My original uh, partner dipped on me to Africa. We gonna, you know, we gonna have to, we gonna make that up. But thank you very much mm-hmm. for filling in. Great, yes, being the wonderful. Intellectual. You're giving me one of the hardest lists to <laughs> do. <laughs> you came through though. You came through. You was amazing. <laughs> You was wonderful, man. I, I can't wait to do another one with you. Yep, thank you. Thank you very much. Guess what, everybody? The podcast is now available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and uh, Google Podcast, Google Play. We're all over the place. Remember, simply. The best. Simply D-A best. You'll find us. Uh, I got to thank Jacoby for coming through, being an amazing guest. Really opening my eyes and keeping the conversation lively. Shout out to the HBCUs out there. as That's where Jacoby will be going come this fall. Um... Keep your eyes peeled. We got some things coming. We got some interesting topics. And uh, as for always, got to give you guys what you need, right? Hey, y'all, guess who's back? It's me, D. And before we start today's episode, I have to say that the podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. 
So by all means, check it out on as many formats as you can. I appreciate all the support you guys give me. As for today's episode, it is the all-time top 10 one-hit wonders. Yep, one-hit wonders with a catch. All these artists or groups have only had one song be in the top 20. So that means none of their other songs or none of their other singles reached the top 20 on the Billboard charts. That's how we're determining one-hit wonders. So you might hear an artist and say, oh, but they had two or three good songs or they had four or five good songs. True. But they only had one song that was in the top 20. The Billboard top 20. So uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy it sit back relax let's have a great show all right now we're about to start the countdown now remember every artist or group has only had one song to crack the top 20 of the billboard charts That's how we're determining these one-hit wonders. So no matter how many great songs you believe they had, they only had one song that cracked the top 20. So to start off with number 10, it's going to be Craig Mack and uh, Flavor in Your Ear. Craig Mack was certainly thinking outside the box when he hit us with that robotic, futuristic, George Jetson funk. He was an excellent lyricist who was unfortunately overshadowed by Biggie Smalls, Notorious B.I.G. So, yeah, in essence, he's never really gotten the credit that he deserved. Because Flavor in Your Ear was, you know, a pivotal song for a lot of hip-hop fans. So, yeah, our our number 10 one-hit wonder of all times, Craig Mack, Flavor in Your Ear. Which brings us to number nine. Just so happens to be another rap group. Their lead rapper, their, their front man, is that what they call him, was Everlast. And I'm talking about House of Pain. Now, their debut album, same as it ever was, soared to the top of the charts due to their enormous hit, Jump Jump Around. The party anthem definitely propelled the trio to stardom. Sadly, they weren't able to come up with another hit, and the group disbanded. They dissolved. When Everlast actually started singing like he has a whole you know new career as a a singer a rock star as as it is so yeah number nine jump around it still plays now you can it's you know especially at many a sporting event and you know a house party i'm sure if people are still doing those (laughs) So, yeah, Jump jump Around is number nine. Number eight is 702. The group is 702. And uh, the song is Can We Get It Together or Get It Together. Now, 702 had some catchy songs and seemed primed to take it to another level. Get It Together was a melodic, sultry, and soulful song that seemed to be meant for a more seasoned group, you know, like an In Vogue or a TLC. Uh, but it was a great song. It's, it's, you know, it's the song you listen to when you 
contemplating breaking up, you know, leaving a relationship, leaving somebody behind. It was, you know, still an excellent song to this day. I encourage you to, you know, check it out on YouTube. Yeah, 702 is number eight. Now, number seven. Number seven is so for real. Now, their song Candy Rain, which is their 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 big hit, their major hit. Their song Candy Rain topped the charts. But it also didn't hurt that they had Heavy D backing them, you know. And for folks who don't really know how big Heavy D was, how popular he was, how respected he was in the rap industry, rest in peace, Heavy Excellent, you know, excellent performer. And he was backing these guys. It was a group of brothers. And Heavy D, you know, I don't want to say discovered them, but he certainly mentored them and primed them and helped them get a big, you know, make a big splash. So that's number seven. So for real, you, I would have thought they would have did a little more than they did, honestly. I would have thought they would have gotten a little bit bigger. But, you know. Okay, Sarah, Sarah. Now, number six is by Olita Adams. And the song was called Get Here. Now, she just so happened to release a phenomenal song at the perfect time. America was smack dab in the middle of the Desert Storm War. And the song Get Here became an anthem for, you know, folks who had loved ones over there fighting, you know, over there, you know, in the, in the uh, army. You know, people would request that song. They would dedicate that song to their loved one. You know, oh, I can't wait till such and such gets home. It was pretty big. It was, you know, get here. Very sweet, very loving song. You, once again, Olita Adams, feel free to Google it. It's a wonderful song. Number five. Yeah, believe it or not, we up to number five already. Wow. This one was tough. I gotta admit, it was it was it was tougher than I than I perceived, but I had to do it. Number five is Rick Astley. Yeah, Rick Astley. Now, Rick fooled a lot of people, including me, with his soulful voice. You know. He's, he kind of had that Luther Vandross, Titty Pendergrass thing going on for him. You know, and it turns out he was this clean-cut white white dude from Britain that had a classic song, Never Gonna Give You Up. Yeah, this was like, hmm, 88 or something. So the song has lasted, wow. 30 plus years and he's still like he's tours on this song like that one song I'm never gonna give you up so yeah yeah Rick Astley definitely had to be on the list I would have thought he would have been higher like when I first started you know working on it I envisioned him to maybe be number one but yeah number five he lays so yeah, we're through we're through the, the first five. We're gonna take a little break, come back, and finish this countdown. Okay, before we continue the countdown, I gotta do a couple of honorable mentions, right? Well, one would be Lisa Stanfield, been around the world and I can't find my baby. Very popular song. 
very soulful. She had a pretty wonderful voice herself. Not really sure why she only had one hit. It's a good question, though. Um, you Know What's Up by Donnell Jones, who actually happened to write the 702 song, Get It Together. He, he wrote that. Also wrote the You Know What's Up song. It was a pretty hot single. That one, you know, you definitely want to Google or, you know, YouTube because you're going to be up dancing and, you know, it's a good party song. Um, Eddie Murphy, Party All The Time, the song he did with Rick James. Um, you know, who knew Eddie Murphy could sing? <laughs> so I guess uh, Rick James was truly a genius, right? He could just... He could do, he could make anybody a star. Um, Knocking the Boots by H-Town. All my 90s lovers definitely know that song, Knocking the Boots. Very popular song. Kind of risque, kind of naughty, you know. So, yeah, those are that's a few of the honorable mentions. I could go on and on and on, but we got to get back to this countdown. Number four is Tony Rich and Nobody Knows was the name of his song. Tony was being dubbed the next babyface. So, you know, talk about pressure to be to he had to live through or live live up to. Uh you can hear strong similarities though to him and, and Babyface. You know, he was certainly influenced by Mr. Edmonds, no doubt about that. I I just, I feel like the guy, Tony Rich, just kind of squandered his potential. This just my personal opinion. You know, I just feel like he kind of squandered his, his potential and he should have been much bigger than he turned out to be. He shouldn't be on this list, but, you know, que sera, sera. So number three... Number three, I think everybody knows this song. I bet your grandma even knows this song. It's Biz Marquee, Just a Friend. Now, Biz has reached legendary status, despite really only having one hit, one true hit. You know, but it's it's still around. It's lasted the, you know... The Test of Time, very catchy chorus. I think that everybody knows. And I just recently found out that it's, you know, it's from an old song. That, that oh, baby, you got what I need. That's from an old song, actually. Did y'all know that? Yeah, I know, right? Opening up my horizons, what can I say? So number two. Now we're getting down to the Juicy Juicy. We get down to the Juicy Juicy peoples. Number two is probably, it might surprise a few people, I'm sure, but it's To the Extreme. More Than Words was their song. Yeah, I said it. More Than Words. Now the group To the Extreme used acoustic guitars and excellent harmony to create a timeless masterpiece about unconditional love. During a time where hair bands ran rampant and every group had to have a power ballad, these guys left their mark on that genre. I mean, they did this to me, you know, and I, and I bet to a lot of people, I, I believe, is like, you know, one of the best songs ever made. Beautiful melody, nice and simple. Two dudes singing their hearts out. I mean, you can't get no better than that, right? So, yeah, To The Extreme is the number two one-hit wonder of all time. To The Extreme. So now that that brings us to number one. But since I got a little time, I, I got to do at least one more uh honorable mention and that would be mm, 
Candyman knocking the boots. Yes, yes, Candyman. The one who has Tone Loke, like, introduce him in the beginning of the song. Yeah, yeah, Candyman. <laughs> he, yeah, that's an honorable mention. He would, you know, he he's a little farther from the top ten than other honorable mentions, but I thought I'd throw his name out there. Why not? Had a little time to kill. So number one is tag team. Oomp, there it is. Let me say it again for y'all. Tag team. Oomp, there it is. Now, tag team did what rappers have been attempting to do for decades. They made a party anthem song that has stayed relevant for nearly 30 years. Has all the traits of a one-hit wonder gem. It's a bit corny, annoyingly catchy, and the beat makes people dance. So next time you at a sporting event, be prepared because you're going to hear, whoop, there it is. I guarantee you, during a timeout at, at basketball games and football games, in between the wave, whoop, there it is. It's going to be played. I guarantee you. So, yeah, it's it too, it's certainly the number one biggest one-hit wonder ever, I think. I'd love you guys' feedback, by all means. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I can't see nothing really taking its place. Yep, whoop, there it is. So, yeah, we're, we're done, guys. We didn't ran through this top ten pretty quickly, right? Pretty easy. So once again, I want to tell everybody, you can find the podcast simply D-A best, simply the best on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and on Google Play. So, you know, there's no excuse now, people's. We all over. We everywhere. We, it's world domination. That's the plan, right? So please check us out. You know what I mean. I I, I appreciate all the love that I that I get from you guys. I do. And uh, we working on we working on some some good stuff in the near future here. You know, definitely some some more surprise guests so you know be on the lookout because as usual gotta give you what you need right